Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com Wondersuite. Good evening and welcome to the John Sanchez Show here on News Talk 780 KOH. This is Jason Gaunt. I am lucky enough to be joined tonight by one Aaron Clark of Edge Realty. How you doing, Aaron? Doing great. How about yourself? Uh, I'm doing awesome now. I remember our last conversation, I left smiling ear to ear, so I'm uh, definitely excited about tonight. Good, good. Awesome. So real quick, we'll recap sort of how the markets uh, ended up today, and then we will uh, dive right into uh, your brain and sort of what's going on in the real estate world around sort of the local area as well as what you're seeing elsewhere. But uh, right now, uh, real quick recap, we did have a Dow and uh, S&P and NASDAQ that all closed green. Dow was up 18 points, 0.06% to 33,999. The S&P higher by 10 points or 0.23% to 42.83, and the NASDAQ up 27 points, or 0.21%, Gold right now trading higher in the after hours, uh, 17.71, and oil continues its move higher. It was up 2.5% during the day. Uh, It's currently at $90.77. You know, uh, energy was the strongest sector sort of all day long. Ironically, technology was pretty close behind. We had good numbers out of Cisco, uh, a smaller silicon carbide company by the name of Wolfspeed, newer player in the space, but a lot of sensitivity to electric electric vehicles in the silicon carbide space, kind of similar to polysilicon, which is what a lot of the sort of legacy semiconductor companies use. And the real dog today was uh, Kohl's, right, where we've seen a, a lot of retailers recently that have, you know, kind of uh, poo-pooed themselves with weaker-than-expected margins given that they've had to write down uh, inventory, et cetera. So it's nice to see technology uh, hang in there. Not so nice to see oil act strong. Obviously, that's going to be the big pendulum point as we look at inflation and rates and you know, all those sorts of things. But overall, it was a, a, a good day today uh, in that uh, the market was able to hold in overall. But sort of speaking of rates and things, Aaron, uh, you know, we had a uh, existing home sales number today that uh, decreased 5.9% month over month in July. And this is the sixth month in the row that we've seen sort of a decrease in existing home sales. So kicking yeah. things off in your space, you know, what are you seeing and, in, 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 you know, are these numbers concerning to you? You know, we're, we're just seeing that more and more people are actually getting to the point where they're just wanting to, to specifically see, you know, where things are going. Time is everybody's friend right now with <laughs> things slowly kind of moving down. So we're seeing a lot of that, which is affecting, 
you know, what we've been used to, which was you put a home on the market and you have multiple offers and the same day, if you didn't, uh, you know, make a specific request that you're going to let it sit on the the market and marinate a little bit for a week before reviewing offers or something like that. So it's definitely different than where we've been. Um, And so we're starting to see this statistical reporting of what the market has been doing, catching up. Because remember, we talked about last time, we're always about, you know, 45, 60 days from the reports actually reflecting what's happening. And then by the time they do, the reaction time then takes another 60 days to catch up. So it's always a cycling market. Does that make sense? That makes a ton of sense. Absolutely. I mean, it's not, you know, uh, much different than a lot of the information that we digest, obviously you get company earnings that's lagged, right? You get, you know, exactly. data that's from June and, and people react to it today. And I mean, that, you know, uh, highlights a whole host of things where, you know, you see people sort of reacting to things that, you know, already occurred two months ago. And I'm sure you guys must mm-hmm. deal with it all the time. Oh yeah. All the time. And, and it's really hard to prove concept because when somebody calls and says, Hey, I want to buy a home today. And we explain where we're at today and they're looking at numbers from a month before or whatever, it doesn't line up right now because those mm-hmm. numbers are continuing in the directions that they're going. So, you know, you just, really the important thing right now is just educating people so that they understand what's going on and what to expect going into the process. And and you've stressed that. I mean, again, our last conversation I thought really resonated that, uh, you know, the education process is so much of what, you know, got guys and, and gals in your seat are doing, uh, you know, especially during this time, it's probably more what, you know, the, the, the need for having a, uh, a representative, uh, just shines when things start to get a little more, I don't want to say chaotic, but more ironically normal where it was just a buyer's market or in a downturn, it's just a seller's market. When you're in the middle is when, you know, you kind of earn your keep. Exactly. Exactly. That education is key. I mean, I have people that they'll think they want to do something and then it's because they're in a place where they're not understanding all of the concepts in place. For example, somebody calling and saying, I want to build a home versus buying a resale versus buying a new home and understanding where we're at is helping them to make better decisions so that they're not stuck in a situation where maybe they think it was better to do that, like building, for example, Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really not with the resale market having so much inventory and prices dropping that you're better off really at this point buying a resale, even if you wanted to build. Yeah. I mean, uh, how many people do you typically have come into you on the, I want to build side, right? I sort of, in my mind's eye, uh, uh, I typically would think of having someone, you know, represent me if I'm going to buy an existing home or buy a new home. Uh, you know, where, where do you guys fit in as far as if someone, you know, wants to build a home? I mean, right now, um, a lot of it is, one, people that have not done that before and they have not acquired land already, Mm -hmm. they assume that they can just go and instead of using their pre-approval loan for purchasing a resale, that they can just go, you know what, never mind, I'll just buy vacant land with it. So the first part of the education process is you can't use a traditional Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, FHA, conventional VA loan to buy vacant land because you need a house for collateral, right? So that's kind of the first step in explaining that. And then going into the whole thing that we've been talking about for years, which we still have a labor and construction um, bottleneck right now where people are way out. It's hard to get permits through, things like that. So 
helping them understand that process going into it. If you can even find a contractor that can, you know, that is willing to even give an estimate or look at anything that isn't six months, nine months out, a year out even. So a lot of it is just helping people understand what they're about to step into. And if it's anything that contradicts what their, you know, automatic automatic assumption is, which is using a traditional loan to buy land, Mm -hmm. they're pretty much at that point going, okay, maybe I should just buy resale. Now, if they already have land, we get a lot of those calls and point them in the right direction Mm -hmm. um, to help them get the process started. But still that bottleneck issue, once they kind of go exploring, they realize, "Uh, maybe I want to sell that land and just buy like a resale (laughs) or a new home. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's a lot of work. It's got to be incredibly complicated, right? I mean, it, it, I feel like it every is. story right I've now, heard about is. that is certainly on the yeah. buying a, buying land and purchase, you know, building a home and so on and so forth. It sounds like it's so rosy and well, we'll pick out this and we'll pick out that. And, uh, yeah, uh, to a story, it feels like very few of them, uh, uh, end as, as happily as they begin. Exactly. I mean, they're, they're kind of going off of what they see on TV, which is really it's not how it is spoiled the land of what it really <laughs> takes to do these things. So a lot of it is just deprogramming. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, no, it, it and and I think that's it carries through to even the sort of new and existing purchase, too, because I'm sure you guys are seeing, you know, a lot of first time home buyers. um come into the market certainly over the last couple of years and sort of from that education standpoint, I think people have sort of made, you know, a lot of misconceptions as to how easy it should be. Right. It, uh, they think it's going in, you know, in this sort of docu sign world that, w- you know, many of us have gotten used to it. Everything should just be a click and it, it, it isn't that easy. No, it's, it's complicated. And when you get into it, it also gets pretty convoluted if you're not somebody who's been focused on it for a while even when you get down to the point of designing and, you know, there's so much new technologies and new uh, things coming out for the way that they're building homes that if you are going to do it, you really need the expertise of that contractor that builds spec homes or whatever for you to sit down and kind of go over, you know, do you want a concrete home? Do you want, I mean, 3D homes are starting to make a move in, in the United States. So, you know, pretty soon that's going to be another option. Um, you know, just various things like that, different technologies integrated within the home for climate control, uh, you know, green, solar, batteries, I mean, just everything. So you definitely want that professional if you are going to do it and you can procure what's needed to walk you through that process because it is complicated. When so we just get go back, yeah, when we get back from the break, <laughs> I want to hear more about 3D homes. That that that's one uh, <laughs> you, you got to explain a little bit to me. But uh, right now, let's turn over to Daniel listening on the Right Now Traffic Center. Welcome back to the John Sanchez Show here on News Talk 780 KOH. This is Jason Gaunt. I am joined by Aaron Clark of Edge Realty. Today, the Dow closed higher by 18 points or 0.06% to 33,999. The S&P higher by 10 points or 0.23% to 4,283 in the NASDAQ, up 27 points or 0.21%, 12,965. Today, we had some comments out of a couple of Fed officials. Uh, we had mentioned earlier that we had existing home sales. We also had jobless claims. Uh, jobless claims-wise, we ended up with a, a number of 250,000, which was lower than the consensus expectation of 266, 
right? Uh, on the back of that, we had a couple different Fed officials come out today. Jim Bullard, for one, saying he's leaning towards a 75 basis point rate hike in September and is not sure uh, if the worst of inflation is passed. Fed President George, who is a voting member, said there's a significant difference between supply and demand in the economy. And while July inflation report was uh, encouraging, it's no time for a victory lap. And finally, Neil Kashkari, uh, who votes in 2023, said he does not know if the Fed can bring inflation down without triggering a recession. So, you know, the thing that I want to toss out there is everyone talks about don't fight the Fed uh, while the markets are going up yet. You know, in cases where the Fed's talking negatively and talking about being hawkish, as in raising rates, the market's sort of ignoring it as it's sort of climbed this wall of worry recently. We've gotten up some pretty interesting moving averages on the market, and that's why we've stalled out a bit. The next couple of weeks are going to be pretty interesting for sure. So, uh, Aaron, kind of going back, you had mentioned uh, we were talking through some new houses and some of the new technology, <laughs> which I find incredibly interesting, right? As so, you know, and you mentioned contractors. So we have a client here who lives uh, in Idaho, and uh, he had talked, you know, kind of very something very similar where you're dealing with, you know, new uh, designs, new contractors, very edgy, uh, you know, uh, EV or uh, related plug your car in, but also like just into the weeds as far as all the green and the technology that goes into some of these houses and that, you know, y- you need to have a, a specialist uh, who's, you know, pretty advanced in some of this stuff, right? Absolutely. I mean, it's kind of like, uh, you know, the dawn of the Tesla era. Yeah when everything was getting released and, you know, you had a lot of waiting lists and designs were kind of new and very few people had it. And that's kind of where we're at right now in the realm of some of the, the newer technologies of homes, but they mm-hmm. are, they're here. And right now, primarily it's in like Austin, Texas area is where they're doing sure. a lot of 3d printed homes. Um, they're just way cheaper to, to create. They're quicker to create. Uh, they're more efficient. They use less material. And then when you, you know, I mean, when you're in a situation with inflation and materials being hard to find, and you know, the lumber and all this different stuff that we've experienced, then you have a situation where you have these new inventions coming out to offset the costs that these builders are taking on to do these things for home buyers. I mean, mm-hmm. so the reality of it is, is, you know, necessity is the mother of all inventions. And right now this is a necessity. Yeah. It seems like they need to 3d print some, uh, some contractors and <laughs> right, that, that, <laughs> you have some labor force. Right, yeah. Exactly. You know, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, a, a lot of this, you know, uh, large scale, right. I mean, again, to try to get away from chopping down trees, to try to get away from, you know, yeah. using some of those items, especially there's, you know, obviously a, a, a green bias to it too, but sort of more to your point yeah. is you can probably create a heck of a lot of efficiencies in a 3d printed world. You just drag a big printer out there on site and they just blast through, uh, everything they need. Right. Yeah. It's basically what you would see in a 3d printer where they're using plastic, only they're using mm-hmm. concrete. So out of the spout comes concrete. So really? there's some, there's some pretty new, neat videos online. People can Google, you know, 3d printed homes and see how they're made, but they're, they're, making a come uh, they're making their way here and they're coming in to where they're going to be something that we'll probably start seeing as an option for people 
Yeah, it's interesting. We haven't seen as much of that in this area, right? Um, um, yeah. To the point, to, uh, it's a it's a demand function too. Probably a lot of the folks, sort of ex you know California type you know buyers moving into the area, wanting to you know uh, be greener um, and moving yeah. down those lines. And, and and to your point, we need to come up with uh, uh, ways that are faster and probably less sensitive to. Uh, 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 you know, chopping down, you know, things that we used to do, uh, just because we yeah. used to do it doesn't mean we need to always keep doing it. Um, but it is, it's, it's, uh, every industry, uh, yours. I mean, the change that you guys have gone through, certainly pre COVID now into it, you know, from a, a technology standpoint, I'd love to just even keep digging down this rabbit hole a bit, but talk to me about some of the, you know, virtual tours and a lot of the salt, like who are one of some of the big players in that space in terms of, you know, you don't need to go on site as much anymore. You literally can jump onto a, a, a machine and see, you know, kind of 3d images of the house and, and some of the walkthroughs and who do you guys tend to use for that sort of thing? Yeah. So, um, a lot of the photographers and things like that, that we use, um, they have now integrated, those types of things into their photography packages that we order when we list homes. So almost every one of them have adapted with that um, using one of the, the popular ones is called Mataport. And it's basically just a camera you stick in the center of each room and you just kind of place it all through the house and it spins on its own and takes multiple photographs, stitches them all together. And that's where you get those sort of 3d renderings that you've seen maybe mm-hmm. online of uh, people's homes. I feel like in my experience that um, although it's a, it's a cool option for people, it never has really sort of been uh, something that it, where people look at it as a necessity or they're comfortable using that alone. Mm-hmm. Um, I always tell people when I'm listing their property that our listing is not going to sell your home. It's going to get someone to see your home. Um, that's the purpose of a listing is to get the information out that it's available. And then when people look at it, all those tools help them get a good understanding and sort of pre-qualify the home, if you will, um, so that they're looking at quality as opposed to quantity, but still they have to see it in person. You know, I mean, the old adage of to, to feel is to buy, to touch is to buy is still the case. You know, we're not we're not in the full-blown Amazon world of real estate yet where you just order your house online. People still have to walk through it. Yeah. No, it makes a ton of sense. When we get back, I want to touch on that too because there's obviously sort of the, yeah. uh, uh, you know, uh, you don't want to show everything, right? You sort of want to keep yeah. uh, a little bit of an excitement factor too. Um, and, and, and you wonder like, and, and, and I would wonder sort of with you is, you know, what is your view on that in terms of how much do you show and how much do you kind of hold back in order to keep people excited? Uh, but let's send it over to Jim Fannin who has news, traffic and weather. How you doing, Jim? Welcome back to the John Sanchez show here on News Talk 780 KOH. This is Jason Gaunt in for John Sanchez, who will be back. I assure you all. I am joined tonight by Aaron Clark from Edge Realty. We were uh, going through all things technology, all things changing, all things evolving. Everyone's uh, industry, uh, uh, if it's static, it's gone. Uh, you know, we're always going through changes. And I think, you know, uh, housing and how purchases have taken place, both on how you hunt for something to how you purchase something. Uh, uh, I think that area is going to be probably one of the largest sort of transformational uh, uh 
processes that any of us uh, will will see over the next decade, right? With uh, buying a home even five years ago has changed from what it is now, given the, I like to call the Zillowfication of the space. Um, you know, Corey and I had talked several months ago about, you know, sort of the the, you know, uh, blockchain uh, process around real estate, et cetera, and sort of how that's just starting to evolve. Um, but, you know, stepping back a second, when you're listing a home, Aaron, and you'd mentioned, right, and I thought you said it perfectly in the fact that you're essentially just uh, drawing attention to it, for lack of a better term, you're not selling it online. People need to, you know, sort of feel it and, and, and be near it uh, uh, to, to make it their own. Certainly if it's not an investment, quote unquote, it's more of a primary home or something they're going to live in longer. How much do you, yeah. How much do you feel like you need to show in a listing versus are there some areas that you guys almost tactically hold back? Um, you know, probably the, the kid's room that's dirty or, but you know, how much do you guys hold back when you're, you know, kind of showing off a house to at least want someone to come look at it versus like, I see everything. Why go see it? So, if you're looking for a, a car, for example, you know the, what the make and model is. They're all almost exactly the same other than maybe color and technology package or whatever minor stuff, right? On a house, even though you might have some that are the same model, the condition, the quality, the location, all of it is so unique from one house to another that you sort of plateau at a certain place where, going back to what you were saying as far as people needing to to come in and experience it, um, they need to because it's never going to be the same as the other one. Even if it's the mm-hmm. exact same model, it's still going to feel different. It's gonna, The colors are different. The location is different. The way it's laid out, the direction it faces, all that kind of stuff. So from that perspective, people got to see it. Um, as far as in the listing, what we put in there and what we don't put in there, stuff that we may not necessarily show is uh usually the garage because one people are moving so mm-hmm. they're usually using it as a catch-all and throwing boxes out there and when we tell them to declutter and start packing up some stuff that's where it all goes and pretty much everybody knows what a garage looks like hopefully that's shopping yeah. for a home so we we tend to not focus too much on that um unless there's something of course unique about it or something like that but um garage laundry sometimes um, but overall, we really want to give a, a good depiction of the property as well as you can without somebody being there. Because the thing is, is if you don't, if you hold things back that you're afraid of somebody seeing or finding out, then you get them there, they sort of get a bad taste in their mouth because they feel a little bamboozled and you end up hurting yourself in the long run anyways. So really what we're focusing on is anything that's relevant to a buyer and also representing the home as accurate as possible so that when they show up, it's slightly better than maybe what they've seen online. And they're just getting that personal, I'm here, feeling it, looking at it, touching it experience, as opposed to, you know, they shot photos of all the bedrooms using a incredibly wide angle lens. So the rooms look like they were 20 by 20 and they show up and they're 10 by 10, you know, that doesn't help at all. That actually hurts you. <laughs> sure. So just accurate portrayal is the key. And I try, like with mine, I try to do like uh, drone photos to show the layout of the lot, um, what the views are, if there are views from specific windows and things like that. I mean, that's what we try to do so that people get a good taste before they go. 
That's awesome. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, you know, the, as you mentioned, the, the fact of holding something back or shooting it at an odd angle, just, well, oh, that looks giant. All you get is disappointment when you arrive. And that's Correct. probably the opposite experience of what you're looking for. Probably, you know, uh, if you're able to, to, uh, you know, when someone shows up, the rooms are actually bigger than you, the the pictures lead on would make you feel like you're getting a deal uh, versus like getting to your point bamboozled. Exactly. And people, you know, in general, all of us, we buy out of feeling. That's why advertisements work. That's why, you know, our behavior is what it is and why marketing companies target us the way they do. When, when we have a good experience and we feel good, and we like it. I rarely ever sit down with a buyer. They say, I need to have a home that has these features. And we go look at a home that has exactly those features. And they just say, yep, this is the one. I would say probably 80% of the time, they end mm-hmm. up buying something that they didn't think they wanted. Because <laughs> they walked into it. They looked at it because I recommended it or whatever. And it felt like home. They saw where they were going to you know, where their kid's room was going to be. They saw where sure. they were going to put their Christmas tree or their Halloween decorations or whatever. And they started placing their lives in that home and they fell in love and that's what made them buy it. So when you do anything that, that gives a, a bad feeling, a bad taste, then you retract from a person's feelings when they walk in and buy it. And of course, we're always talking about someone who's going to move in and live in it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah. so the, the primary home buyers, you know, obviously are, you know, a little more emotional under decision-making, et cetera. What about some, Definitely. you know, uh, the rental buyer, right? Those who are buying to have a property to, you know, from a rental standpoint, like what are some of the things that, uh, someone who potentially wants to list a property as a rental purchase, how can they you know, differentiate to some extent when, uh, uh from a shopping standpoint, I would imagine, uh, do all those properties live in a Zillow world as well? Or, I mean, just thinking of single family homes or duplexes, or are there other alternative venues where those properties are typically listed um, that offer different information, you know, like prior rental history or anything along those lines? Yeah. So we, we listen the same because just because it was a rental property doesn't mean that a buyer is going to buy it to continue to keep it as a rental property. Some people are going to move into it. So it gets listed in the same place. Um, one of the things that we'll include in there is some, some uh, numbers, rental numbers, what the rent was, you know, vacancy rate, things like that. And there's some sections on MLS when we put something on there for multifamily. So if it's, let's say, a four-unit, three-unit, two-unit, we'll give all of the return information on money so that people understand what they're accumulating via rent what the previous what the current owner is paying in repairs, what their vacancy rate is, things like that. So that information is also provided in there so that they get a good understanding. Most of your investor buyers that are purchasing a rental, um, I would say a small percentage of them even care to see it if they're pretty seasoned. It's about mm. the numbers. It's not really <laughs> about anything else. The numbers are the only reason they're buying it, so they're not emotionally invested. Um, the people that have maybe only acquired one or none, this might be their first, they kind of go into it like they're going to move into it. Yeah. And that's how the process starts. And then again, it comes to training and, and providing information to help them understand that you're not moving into this. So we don't care about these things, you know, 
Like yeah. I, I've had clients where they go in and we we got to rip out the tile. We got to change this, and I want it to be this color, and we got to put a new kitchen in it. And right. it's like, okay, you're renting it. Any renter that came in here would be very happy if it was just cleaned. It's in great shape. Sure, we don't need to do any of that stuff. You know, so a lot of and it that- is, again educating. And that's so important, right? Because as soon as you said that, I uh, smile. The fact of, you know, uh, the process is so much different uh, for a renter. And especially the first time where you think, hey, you know, I can do this and I have, I want to get some diversification. I want to have a rental property, et cetera. And you mentioned that the seasoned ones don't even need to see the place. I think that's right. That's the right mindset for something like that. And that's why, you know, I've talked to my wife in the past, like, I feel like I could do it, right? I'm handy. I can fix things, da 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 But the tough part is, are you going to be, like, ticked off because there's a scratch on the paint outside? Um, and, like, getting to that point, it's got to be difficult for the first-time renter or, you know, a oh, yeah. renter person. Yeah, it's got to be insanely difficult. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it's just, you know, getting them to understand that. And if there is things that need to be done, we want to spend money on on doing things that last, you know? So mm-hmm. once carpet's bad, you don't put carpet back in there. We want to put like LVP, which is luxury vinyl plank, right? It's waterproof. It's, it's scratch resistant, dent resistant, all that kind of stuff. It's a little more spendy, but you might be able to turn over, you know, 10 tenants over the next 20 years mm-hmm. um, and never replace it. Whereas carpet every few renters, you're probably going to end up replacing it. So different things like that. So that's where we would, if we did have to replace something, we would want to put something in there that's going to last. So we get more investment in that money. Yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, the, uh, on that line, the LVP stuff, I, I mean, have you guys seen that it's something that uh, holds up for long periods of time, like in replacing versus carpet in general? And is that appealing to, uh, uh new buyers of properties, et cetera? Is that something that people are looking for that that's already been done? The LVP stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're, it's definitely gaining popularity because it's highly effective. It looks a lot like tile or wood, depending mm-hmm. on what you want. Um, for those that remember when the laminate flooring in Pergo kind of <laughs> came out, they would have like a 3D image, kind of like camo on hunting sure. gear that was printed on um, each piece. So it didn't have any texturing. So it was yeah. smooth. So if you spilt any water or anything like that, you could see it starting to expand on the corners and edges, whereas LVP actually is uh, an extruded product. And so it has the the uh, texture in it, like tile, where it feels slightly porous, or um, wood flooring, where you get some of the veins of the wood rippling in it. So it looks very natural, and you can hardly even tell other than when you bend over and stick your thumbnail in it or something. Yeah, and that's stuff that you know people are doing now, right? It's it it yeah, uh, makes the home durable. more modern, and, and it's more it makes your home more modern looking versus yeah. you know in many cases carpet in a lot of houses, from what I've seen is it, it becomes antiquated pretty darn fast. It becomes you know uh, dated rather uh, fairly fast too because just less and less certainly the millennial buyers etc are you know more wanting tile wood or LVP and things. Yeah, just have pets and kids, and you'll never have carpet again. <laughs> well, I couldn't agree more. Uh, but uh, let's wrap it up with Jim Fannin, who has uh, going to take us with the Right Now Traffic Center. How you doing, Jimmy? Welcome back to the John Sanchez Show here on News Talk 780 KOH. This is Jason Gaunt. I am joined by one Aaron Clark of Edge Realty. Uh, right now, uh, market-wise, we do have, uh, you know, a uh, 
pretty calm markets uh, overseas. We've got uh, right now the Dow futures are down seven points. Uh, now we get the S&P futures down five points or 0.13%. The NASDAQ futures down 22 points or 0.16%. Earnings-wise tomorrow, uh, we do get John Deere, uh, which I think will be interesting tomorrow morning. That will certainly be a, a mover as far as industrial is concerned. And Foot Locker. Aaron, I have a question for you. Sure. Uh, showing a home. Uh, uh, had a listener who emailed us. Uh, what are your thoughts on showing an empty home, an existing home, not a new one, but an existing home. Uh, what are your thoughts on showing it empty? Uh, thought being kind of note here is it looks like the, the, the owner's already gone. Are they a desperate seller? So what's your thought on that? So, um, in previous, before we started to experience our little slowdown that we've got going on right now, um, it really didn't matter. I mean, you might, people would make the argument that, putting in staging and doing that kind of stuff would be um, a big difference. But like I said to you before, when we were chatting, you could pretty much do anything you wanted to a house, stick it on the market and you had multiple offers. Right. Mm -hmm. So now uh, it's important to stand out because where a neighborhood, we would list a home and maybe there would be one other one in that neighborhood on the market. So you really didn't have much competition and if you did, you just had to wait for it to go away, and then you were the solo one standing. Now we're listing homes in a neighborhood where there's 15, 20 homes just like it listed. Hmm. So doing anything you can to invest in making that home stand out amongst the rest is how it's going to move faster. So you can do that with price. You can do that with excellent photos. You can do that with the 3D uh, virtual tour stuff. You can do it with, um, aerial photography. You can do it with, with, uh, staging, um, incentives, things like that. So that's what we're really focusing on right now. But does, does an empty home look like a, the seller's desperate, right? If you saw a house that had furniture in it versus a house that didn't, and maybe I'm just reading into it, right? They're already gone, right? They, uh, yeah. in your mind's eye, they're already gone. Uh, they already bought another house. Cause I don't think they just evaporated, right? Uh, they need to sell this property, right? Versus a second home where it has furniture in it in the same neighborhood, so on and so forth. Is that an incorrect read or, uh, uh, is that, you know, do you, do, do you don't, you don't think it matters? Um, I mean, it, there's a lot of assumptions you can make, but then you have the antithesis of that, which is, they don't need to sell. It's sure. vacant because they already moved and bought something because they're well qualified. And if they don't sell it, they're going to rent it. You know, I mean, you could take it either way. It, perception is is really based upon, you know, what kind of information you get from the listing. So, yeah, yeah it's possible. And it's possible for people to think that. But the reality of it is, is when we're buying a home, it, whether it's vacant or it has furniture in it, everyone's just looking at the same statistics and the comparables around it. And they're making an offer based on that, not necessarily mm -hmm. how quote unquote desperate a seller is. And that's why I asked the pros. Yeah. You, know, you got a number for folks to reach out to Aaron? Yeah. Our number is 775-673-6700. Awesome. Thank you very much, buddy. I had a great time as always. And thank you very much for listening to the John Sanchez show. I am Jason Gaunt, News Talk 780 KOH. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.